Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and today I am excited that I get to be here with Amy Upchurch, who's the founder of Pink Stork, a Christian-based women's wellness, beauty, and fashion brand that was birthed out of a really difficult season of Amy's life. So Amy, thank you for joining us on the podcast to share your story. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you and everyone here. Well, before we get started, we like to ask all of our guests, what is your favorite prayer closet where you go to be close to God? That's funny. I was just, um, I was just, I was just talking to my assistant and I was like, oh, looking at the notes and I was like, prayer closet. I was like, that's nice because I wish I had one. Just, I feel like I'm, I'm so, you know, just like I have five kids, I'm always on the move. And, you know, I would, I would say the shower, <laughs> it's like the one space where I know I'm going to be by myself. Um, and I honestly do a lot of my best thinking and processing and prayer while I'm in the shower. I'm with you. I feel like the shower is a very common one that we get. And I, I agree. I feel like the shower is like a natural, unless I have a, a podcast on, on the speaker or music or something where it's quiet and our brain is pretty much turned off. And I mean, I've had some of my greatest times with God in the shower. I've had some of my greatest ideas in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that, me too. That's where, that's where I, that's where I kind of like go to reset is the, the shower. <laughs> yeah, so, Definitely a lot of conversations with God happen in there. I'd say it's a built-in prayer closet for sure. Well, yeah. I am curious, where did the name Pink Stork come from? I love it. And I love your, I love just your, your whole branding. It's just so fun and feminine. Where did the name Pink Stork come from? So when um, I was originally starting the company, um, I knew I wanted something, you know, that I don't know, had like, a, 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 like an animal in it. <laughs> I wanted something with like an animal and um, something that kind of made you smile when you, when you said those words and, um, someone I was working with like a few independent, um, freelance graphic designers at the time. And one of them, we had a bunch of bad names, like sunshine maternity. I mean, there's some bad ones that we came to, but, um, just someone said like stork and I was like, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool, but might be like two pregnancy. And someone said pink stork. And I was like, oh, that's it. I love it. Yeah. So just kind of going through all, all these names for anyone that's ever started a company or a business or, you know, you just, you run through so many bad names before you find the one that you land on. <laughs> it is. It's a process just coming up with something like that from scratch. And you feel like, well, this is so permanent. This is going to carry through, but right. good. <laughs> And it's kind of pivoted a little. I mean, we were, it was like Pink Stork, Morning Sickness Solutions, the wellness brand for motherhood. Now we're the wellness brand for women. So, you know, the, our logos changed. So it doesn't look like a, a stork anymore holding a little bundle. So as the brand has grown, as the company has grown, our, our, so has our image. Right. And I love how you, I mean, this whole brand though, started from a very personal experience. So can you tell us about that? How, how this came about? Of course. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, growing up, I was always told that I was not going to be able to, to have kids. And um, I'd always struggled with like regular cycles and periods and 
um, things like that. Um, so I didn't really think too much of it. You know, my husband and I, he obviously knew that when we got married, that that was kind of, you know, what the doctor had, had told me. Um, and we got married. My husband at the time was, a, uh, going to officer candidate school in Quantico, Virginia, right after we got married. So we moved to Virginia, um, two weeks after we got married, he started training and I was, um, getting like enrolled in all of the military, you know, paperwork and, um, insurance and things like that. And I had to get my blood drawn and they called me and they were like, um, Miss Upchurch, do you know you're pregnant? And I was like, what? No way. And so they, yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, you might want to go to the doctor. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. Like, you know, so it was just like the insurance guy that told me my, my blood work had come back and that I was pregnant. And so, um, I was like, okay, this is, wow. I, we didn't really expect it that at all. Um, but anyways, two weeks later, I found myself violently sick. Um, ended up uh, with my first pregnancy, um, ended up having a really challenging experience. I pretty much lived in the hospital. Um, I was put on like IV poles, you know, I, fluids, food, pick lines, all the stuff. I actually ended up contracting a blood infection as well through some of the, the medicine pick lines that they had um, had in me and it actually is the same blood infection that shut down an entire hospital like the mortality rate is super high um and I was actually I was able to overcome it I delivered a healthy baby and it was just a horrific experience I wish that on no one and it was very challenging for me not just physically, but also like mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. I was by myself. I moved somewhere new. I was in a hospital. The only people I talked to, my husband was gone training a lot of the time. So I was very like lonely. Um, and it was just hard at one point, you know, the doctor told me I had 24 hours to live. So it was, it was just not, I, it was not a great experience. It was not the experience I thought that like pregnancy would be. Um, Long story short, I ended up doing that two other times. So I got pregnant again. I think my my son was three months old and then I found out I was pregnant again. So I was like, oh no, <laughs> I have to do this all over again. And then I did it one more time. And by the time I was got had my fourth, my fourth baby, my fourth pregnancy, I was completely done. I was like, I can't do this anymore. My body's done. I was just not in a good space. And I out of desperation was like, I want to. I want to try something different, like go out on a whim. I didn't understand why God was like doing this to me. Um, I was so mad and just, you know, I, well, I'm very thankful for, for the experience at the time. It was just very challenging. And um, long story short, I ended up having an amazing experience by stepping out on faith and doing something completely different um, than what had been done in my previous pregnancies. And I was like, I've got to share this with other women. So from that fourth pregnancy is where the idea of just like women, there's so many women out there that are hurting, that are looking for help, that are looking, that, that are, that were questioning the same things that I were, was questioning during my struggle. And I just wanted to build something that would provide women with hope and come alongside them and help them through their own challenges that they were, that they might be experiencing. 
And so that's what the brand, that's what we do. <laughs> we help women through all stages of life um, and meet them where they are in their struggles, in their, in their health issues, not just physical health issues, but spiritual, you know, spiritual things that they're, that they're um, dealing with as well. Like you can't separate <laughs> the body and the mind and the soul, it all works together. And so, um, you know, from my experience, I just, my heart goes out to women that are, that are struggling and, you know, going through a time. And I just hope that, you know, they're able to find some hope and comfort with um, Pink Stork. Yeah. What specific types of things do you offer? What product, specific products do you offer to women that are struggling with health issues? So, I mean, anything from even like young girls with their first period, I know that can be a very, you know, challenging time for women, um, for young ladies, um, all the way through all the different issues that can arise with PMS and then fertility issues. So women that are trying to get pregnant, um, looking to conceive, having, you know, maybe looking for, you know, a natural way um, to help their body overcome those challenges. Obviously, the challenges that arise for some women during pregnancy, uh, nursing, and then all the way up into menopause, you know, perimenopausal and postmenopausal. So, I mean, when I say the woman, I mean from your first period all the way to your last period and beyond. So, um, we, we have a product for pretty much any and every ailment a female's body can, can, can struggle with. <laughs> So while you were going through these difficult pregnancies and probably, I'm guessing, especially the first one, just because it was so unexpected. Right. Um, I mean, and this was something that you knew every pregnancy you were going to struggle with. Is that right? That you. Right. And the doctors had told me like, you know, don't get pregnant because the next time is going to be even worse. And, you know, did you find that, that each time it escalated? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it, it was, you know, physically. And yes, it was more challenging all around. Um, so I don't know, that's just that I was diagnosed with something called hyperemesis gravidarum. 1% of pregnant women get it. So, or 1% of women get it. So hopefully there aren't, you know, don't wish that on anyone. It's very challenging, but um, you know, it does get, they do say it gets worse with each pregnancy. So while you were going through that, was there a time when you, well, did you have a strong faith when you, first started going through all of this or was that kind of something that happened because you were desperate and reached out to God? No, I, I grew up, um, you know, very strong faith in God. And, um, you know, I think almost like, I, you know, I didn't have like a perfect childhood, but it was pretty close to perfect. Um, and so I think for me, it was one of those situations where I, it was just, I hadn't experienced anything like that in, in my life before. And, um, it, it really isolated me. It really made me question like, God, why I just remember lying in the hospital bed, asking God, why me, why me, why me every day? I didn't understand. I wanted to understand. Like I, I trusted that God had a purpose and a plan. I just didn't understand it. And for me, that was really challenging to not understand why, why this was happening to me, why God, why I felt like God was putting this on, on my plate and why I, you know, would, 
had other people that, you know, could get pregnant just fine and were walking around and enjoying life. And here I am feeling like, you know, a failure for not being able to do something that, you know, other women seem to be able to do so easily. Oh, I think that is such an important, just an important insight for all of us, you know, for women to, to be able to support women that are struggling with different aspects of pregnancy or delivery or having challenges um, or women that are going through pregnancy and having challenges. There is this feeling that somehow we are a failure if our body doesn't respond a certain way. Um, I know women that have gone through this uh, when they aren't able to have the kind of delivery they wanted to have, if they have to end up having an emergency procedure or C-section and they wanted to have a natural delivery or um, if their delivery takes a really long time and they end up having to get pain medication when they wanted to go medication free. It's like we put these, uh, these expectations on ourselves and we put these, um, I don't know, like this weight and this burden of everything going perfectly with our pregnancy and delivery and even motherhood. Um, exactly. It carries on throughout life. It's just, for me, pregnancy was the start of it. And it's very eye-opening when you do have those expectations of yourself or just, you think that's the norm. Like, you don't, I don't even, I don't even have an expectation to get pregnant. Um, but you know, it's the norm of, you know, why, you know, why, why me, why me, why me? And, um, you know, while I questioned God a lot, like why this was happening, I also had a very, very, very strong, you know, faith and conviction that there was a reason for it. And there was like a sense of peace that I remember when the doctor looked at me and said, Amy, you have 24 hours to live. Like they brought my husband in from training. He was standing next to me covered in war paint, you know, looking like a like a guy from the woods that I was like, when I saw him and the doctor walk in, I was like, Oh, this is not good. Um, but I had such a sense of peace when the doctor told me that I was just like, um, no, I actually think you're wrong. Like, you know, I, 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 I just didn't believe him. I literally did not believe him. Like I knew God had a plan. I wasn't sure what that plan was, but I was very determined that, I was very strong in my faith that there was a plan and that I was going to, um, that good was going to come from the situation. I just didn't know at the time what it would be. And I'm very, I feel very blessed to be able to have gotten that answer because I know there are people out there that don't necessarily get, you know, the answer as to, you know, why did my kid die or why, you know, they don't, they don't get that answer sometimes. And, you know, so I feel very fortunate to be able to have had my answer, you know, this, this happened, Amy, you were chosen for this, and this is what I want you to do. And that's the calling I had to start this company. It's to help other women. I understand it's hard and it's, and it can be challenging and it can be isolating. And I want, I want to create a company where women feel like they can come to no matter what the issue is in life, no matter what they're going through. And we will come alongside and we will help them understand, you know, that this is okay. We're going to meet you where you are and we're going to help build you up from here. 
Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, and, you know, I think one of the, whether the person listening that's going through that hard time has an answer or not as to why God has, like you say, chosen them to walk through this trial, which, I mean, that's so hard. I mean, it's not something that you would tell someone, oh yeah, God's chosen you for this trial, but the way that you put it, you know, God chose you for this trial because he had plans to birth out of it. You know, he had things to come out of it. And I think for all of us, whether we have that perspective or not of maybe we're not on the other side of it, but I think that's so important to remember that God is in it, like where there's stuff happening, God is moving in it and, and he's, he has not left you. And it sounds like you had kind of an assurance at that time that God hadn't left you. And, you know, for the woman listening that doesn't have that assurance right now, you know, she needs to know right now, God has not left you, you know, God, God is right there with you in it. And at some point to be in to, to feel, I mean, cause I, I, you know, as strong as my assurance was that there, God had a plan, I was mad and angry and did not want to be where I was, did not, was not, you know, I did not want it. It wasn't like I was standing there, like, you know, singing Kumbaya in my hospital. I did not want to be there. No. And so what did you do with that? What did you do with that anger and questioning of why me? Like what, what happened with that? Did you have the energy to do anything with that and take it to God? Yeah, that's, that's funny. I don't know if I've ever thought like, what did I do? I felt like I didn't really have a lot. I know I didn't have a lot of energy. Um, I felt like I was just fighting to live, but it was more of a sense of peace that I would say I would have. So I was still mad and angry and frustrated and didn't understand, but there was a sense of peace that I had that was like, you know, that, that calmed all of that down, I guess, to speak. So I don't, that it's not like that ever went away. I felt all those emotions. Um, and I think they're important for people to feel those emotions and go through them. Um, but it's also a sense of peace that you need to have that I think once you can step back and see, actually, this isn't about you at all, Amy, this has nothing to do with you. This has to do with my plan for the world I created. And you're just a really small, small part in this plan. So really kind of, I don't want to say like selfishly stepping back, but selfishly removing myself. This is about not, this isn't about you, Amy. This is about so much more than you. You don't even understand. And that's where I think my piece came in is that, you know, I, once I was able to kind of overcome and even feel a little bit better, like I would hold on to those glimpses of hope, you know, I'd have a bad day, knock you back down, but then, you know, a little bit of hope. Like I remember one of my pregnancies, I would have this white butterfly that would fly outside my window that I, I was just laying in bed, sick, throwing up, but there was, there was always 
this, I know it might sound silly, but there was this white butterfly that was just in that, that, that helped me, that provided me peace. Like it was that, that, that little element of hope that, that could make me hold on for the next day. Yeah. And I think finding, just finding those small things to hold on to, to get you through, I think are Mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. Well, what, um, what was the turning point when pink stork became a reality or when it, when it first became a thought to you, what was the turning point? What happened to make you want to begin this company? I mean, after, you know, experiencing my fourth pregnancy where it was a completely different shift than my previous pregnancies, I knew that I had to share it with other women because I mean, it was very clear. It was as clear as day. Like I, there's so many women out there that are hurting and struggling with issues and that are looking for something, um, to help them feel better. And, and there was, I was, I was one of those women too. There wasn't anything out there. And so I knew that I'd been searching, I'd been looking. And so I wanted to create that as soon as I, you know, was able to, (laughs) to put those pieces together during my fourth pregnancy. Yeah. So what was it specifically that you did? Was it diet, exercise, supplements, lifestyle change? What was the key or what were the things? Was it a bunch of things? Yeah, it was a bunch of things. And I think it's more about, you know, I mean, obviously with the brand for me, it was a specific issue that I was physically dealing with um, and overcoming. So it was all those things, diet, lifestyle, you know, the vitamins, you know, finding the the good resources to be able to put in your body and like a collective plan that women could come to, to come together that would help them with all of their um, health, health issues that they're, that they're dealing or looking to improve with. So um, it's a bunch of things all together. Um, But more importantly, it's about meeting women where they are and helping them feel better, you know, and sometimes that might be through a vitamin and sometimes that might be just through praying with them or through calling them and, you know, giving them, you know, whatever that little glimpse of pink stork is for the day that we can offer. That's great. And I love, so what do you, what do you see as the connection between Uh, you said before that the spirit and the body can't be divided, taken apart. You have to take it as a whole. So what do you see as the balance or the, or the role between prayer and practical steps that we can take? Cause we all know that if we're not feeling our best, if we're having a bad day, if our hormones are off, if we have vitamin deficiencies, we're not at our best for praying or spending time with God or receiving from him because we were kind of messed up physically. So what is that balance, would you say, between prayer and meditation and connecting with God and body, taking care of your body? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, really that's a hard, I think that's kind of hard to answer because it's, a, it's, I mean, it's not hard to answer, but it's like, my whole thing is, is, or, you know, mind, body, and soul, like she is all of those things. And so, you know, if your body, like you were saying, if you're sick or you're not feeling your best or, you know, something's going on, like it affects every area of your life. Um, And so I think just always trying to obviously, you know, your relationship with God, I believe is really important. And, um, you know, that should be the center of everything. 
but you know, can you have a better relationship if you're feeling good, if you're taking care of yourself, if you're treating your body like a temple, you know, people are watching too. So setting an example um, as to, you know, how, how God wants to live our lives in this world that we're in, I think is really important. And trust me, I'm not the best at it by any means, but I know that, you know, when I do these things, I feel better and, um, you know, I have a better relationship with God, but there are, it ebbs and flows. Like sometimes I'm not feeling so great and that's okay too. I think, you know, being able to just be honest with yourself and God. Yeah. And I love that. So you talked about sometimes it's praying with someone, sometimes it's helping them, um, with practical or supplements or things like that. And then you have this page on your website that's my favorite. It's an acts of service page. And you have pictures of you and your people just going and randomly surprising women with gifts. So what are some of the acts of service that you, that you do at Pink Stork? And how did you decide to make that a part of your mission? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important. It's it's the core of who we are. Like this is, we're here to help women. So yes, we sell products, but we also, those products help us be, we help us be able to help other women that are maybe less fortunate. fortunate. So we work with, um, you know, a lot of women's shelters, um, pregnancy centers, obviously like, you know, hospitals, schools, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, just women like around the community or even like some of our um, customers um, around their local communities, you know, they'll give us, they'll, they'll reach out to us and say, hey, you know, can, can you be a part of this or can you help us with this or this family's, you know, the fire, the wildfires, helping with wildfires. I mean, any, we don't have a limit, like anywhere where people need help. Um, it's really important to me that the company steps up and helps in any way, shape or form capacity that we can. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For, for our listeners out there that haven't seen your website, you've got to check that out because it is so inspirational. It's, it's great. I love that you do that. Yeah, it's so fun. All of our, the people here love it too. Cause sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's monetary, but a lot of the times it's, it's our time and it's reading to kids and it's, you know, so it's really fun. I think for, for the people that work at Pink Store, um, they definitely love going out and doing things. That's neat. Well, what is your biggest prayer struggle and what do you love most about prayer? My biggest prayer struggle um, is... I guess like, uh, for me personally, I always want to know why. And so just, you know, learning to trust God. I think one thing, you know, in business, there's lots of unknowns and, um, you know, navigating that path is, I wish I had, I wish I had all the answers. Um, but I don't, and I know God's in control and God's going to do amazing things with this company. Um, but me being me, I always want to know like, well, why, what's going on? Like, could you give me a little insight? <laughs> um, you know, just being able to make good, smart, wise decisions as a leader, um, is something. Um, and then what was the second part of your question? I'm sorry. And what do you love most about prayer? What, I mean, just communicating with God, I think it really balances and centers me on my to-do list every day. I have a different, like just Bible verse and it's super simple. It's super easy, but it's something that I'm constantly looking at. So as I'm, I'm dealing with problems all day long and, and issues all day long, it's so nice just to be able to have that 
that to come back to and center myself and just know like God is here and I don't have to worry about it all. That's such a gift. And I think that goes hand in hand with the not being able to know why, but okay, but I can still be, I can still be in communication with God. I, I so many times just want the neon sign. Just like, just tell me, I'll do it. If, if I know that you're really telling me to do it, but I think the journey is part of it. And, you know, like it, even in, in wisdom and making decisions, it's the journey. I think God just, he doesn't want us to just drop the answer down for us and have us just run with it. He wants us to like need to just keep coming back. And I, I love that too. Yes, definitely. Well, where can our listeners find you on online and on social media and learn more about Pink Stork? Yeah, so pinkstork.com um, is our website. And then we're also available for purchase on um, Amazon. Everyone loves Amazon. Um, Amazon Prime, Target, CVS, Walmart, um, and like local health grocery stores across the country. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, definitely, if you haven't, if you have not heard about Pink Stork, check it out. Um, and yeah, you're going to look at the website. We're very engaged on um, Instagram. So Pink Stork, um, my personal account, I do a lot of behind the scenes of kind of, you know, just trying to juggle it all and learn as I go. Great. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Thank you for sharing your story. And I just love that you used, um, something that was a huge challenge for you to bless other women. I mean, and, and that it just took off. That's amazing. So thanks for doing that. Um, how can we pray for you today? I'm going to close this out in prayer. Um, I, you know, I love, we have prayer requests on our website and they are so just nice to, I would really love to pray for just all of our customers and our customer service reps and people that are really kind of on what I would call like the front lines of the company that interact with people that are, you know, just that you give them the right words of wisdom and that they're able to um, communicate effectively and clearly to, to people that are, that are reaching out to us in their times of needs. All right. I will do that. God, thank you so much for this day and this time with Amy. We just lift up pink stork to you. I just thank you for just what you have grown it into and, and just the amazing blessing that it is to so many women. And um, we just ask, Lord, that for, for those that are on the front lines, the customer service representatives, those that are speaking to women that are coming for help, that you would give them just a supernatural insight into exactly what each, each person needs at that moment that you would know if they need prayer, if they need um, a certain supplement or product or whatever it is that, that is needed in that woman's life. God, I pray that it would, that that need would be met when she comes to Pink Stork. God, I pray for all of the staff that work there and for Amy herself, that you would just continue to inspire them, that you would just infuse them with this passion that will take them, carry them Uh, through the tough times and the hard days for Amy, that you would give her vision, that you would order her thoughts and just give her next steps for what to do and where to take the company next. Lord, we just pray for each person that comes to Pink Stork, that you would meet their needs in Jesus' powerful name, God, and and that you would direct them to people 
um, that have the words, that have the prayers, that have the, the resources to point them to you. God, be glorified in this company, and, and we just pray your blessings for Amy. Um, we just pray that you would uh, just bless her home, her family, her kids, and we just thank you that you've given her this platform and this place to share her story and to, um, to share the lessons and the knowledge that she's learned through walking tough times with women that desperately need it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.